Hi, BBs. Happy New Year. How are you guys doing? Welcome to 2020. I'm here this week. I'm changing it up a little bit. Noelle is here. Say hi, Noelle. Hi, Noelle. (laughs) We're going to be talking for a few minutes about our New Year's resolutions, uh, anticipations for the upcoming year, things that we're ready to let go of, things we want to embrace. Um, We have a really special episode this week. Reagan is on the podcast as well. We have some etiquette for visiting an energy worker for the first time, and we have a lot more, so stay stay tuned. Um, but first, Noelle, how's your week going? It is chill. How's yours? <laughs> um, I had a cold at the beginning of the week, and then I had some endo flare-ups, so um, I mean... It could be worse. I, I I was bedridden, but I got a lot of work done. <laughs> yeah, what do you do to relieve that? Um, marijuana. Mm-hmm. And and today, it became legalized. Well, it was legalized. Let's be clear. It's recreational now in Chicago. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's interesting. I mean, I'm definitely gonna take advantage, but you know. I, it's kind of a catch-22, you know, because I know, like, with supporting local business, if you catch my drift, um, <laughs> it tends to be just more of a cheap, not cheaper, but, you know, it's non-regulated and, you know, it's more personable. But at the same time, I feel like you know, if you if you uh, go to the thing, you know, down to the store and what do they call it? Like the Apple store of dispensaries. Yeah. It, it would feel like I like I went when I went back home to San Diego, it, I, I went to through something similar and it's it was just so casual, you know, like it's yeah. definitely a 180 of me sneaking around in high school and smoking in a bush. Yeah. I mean, that aspect is is interesting because I mean also you have what you have now is less scenarios where people try it and they become paranoid Um, they can find strains that are specific for their needs so like level it's really great Um, maybe there'll be less violence in Chicago we'll see (laughs) I know I know I mean we know they'll like start picking at us for you know being uh stoned to the bone (laughs) yeah it just will be interesting to see how it changes the culture overall here Mm -hmm. um i feel like there's definitely obviously if you're an outsider like a stigma with other places where recreational marijuana use is legal like denver um is it recreational in california or is it it just medicinal okay yes i wasn't sure all right so, I mean, hopefully it's just a more chill America 2020. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> what are your resolutions? Have you given it any thought? Um, I think I could make some improvements with my overall, um, I would say, like, wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and to elaborate more, it would be just being more 
present with um, myself, uh, not like dwell on the past or, you know, worry about the future. Um, and then possibly get more into. Um, can you hear the sirens, by the way? Now that you mention it, yes. <laughs> but. I you apologize. Know, Sounds of the Chicago, city. If there wasn't like a car alarm going off, I think it just adds to the organic nature of this program. Exactly. Hi guys, we're in a basement. You're, <laughs> we're your two best friends from high school, and we're talking about recreational marijuana here in the first <laughs> black universe. How are you guys doing? <laughs> exactly. But uh, uh, before I was rudely interrupted by these damn sirens, um, <laughs> I would say uh, I think maybe being less on my phone you know the phone is always like I notice my uh, screen time is horrendous and um, I have all these watercolors that I got for Christmas so I'm trying to utilize those and uh, read more and um, my last one would be with working out um, or no I have two I like with working out it would be just to not like um, guilt myself over, you know, having missed the gym or missing the gym that day. I'm, I'm taking more time to like take time in between workouts and let my body heal. And then my last one would be possibly doing a career change. And I, you know, when, I don't want to talk about that now, but, um, you know, it's been given some thought I know you and I talked about this and I feel bad more in alignment with who you are yeah I I agree so I mean you know if I if I come back and you know speak with your podcast again I I, and you know it's in the works I would love to speak about it but for now I don't want to jinx it so um yeah what about what about you um do you want to put one like man like very vague well actually okay so here's a rule I don't think you should be vague with manifestations I think Mm -hmm. you should be really specific so if you're uncomfortable talking about the career stuff do you want to put like one specific manifestation out into the universe of something you would like to receive and then let's match it with something you're going to give more of to the universe as well okay um I feel like that's a good challenge. (laughs) Yeah. So I would like to, I would like to have a job that I love. That's my end game, you know. Um, And what I would give back is pretty much the job itself, uh, being given, given, giving it into the universe. Putting your heart into it. Yes. Is that, is that cheating or is that fine? No, I mean, I think that that's sort of the point, like, of why we're here. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what we all want. So I really hope that that manifests for you this year. I think that this will be a good year for you to lay down that foundation for sure. So mm-hmm. I'm well, excited to see where that goes. <laughs> thank you for that, Faith. <laughs> Yeah, and then also you're going to watercolor and hopefully do tarot. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I still have yet. You know, that. Have you bought a tarot deck yet? I've been looking. Uh, recently, I saw Madewell, <laughs> the <laughs> adult Urban Outfitters, has tarot cards. Please don't buy that. I'm not Please buying don't. any tarot at Madewell. <laughs> 
but no um i have not uh put any in a cart of any sort yeah uh, unless Madewell wants to sponsor this podcast, Madewell, please sponsor this podcast, and then we'll buy your tarot cards. I mean, we could all use jeans, am I right? I mean, yes, and they they have some cute stuff. Like I, my friend Emily always points out some cute stuff that they make. So yeah, she has great style. She's a Taurus, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to manifest this year? Any predictions? you have um oh i would like to manifest being a homeowner that's like kind of an interesting thing because being from california i sound so annoying every time i mention california but um (laughs) like i feel like it's kind of like a far-fetched idea when when you grow up in an environment where housing is like um like minimum getting the bare minimum is like 500,000 and up and I don't you know I'm fortunate enough to live in a city now that um has some affordable home uh ownership you know uh specifications I guess or just it makes there's more access to being a homeowner out here versus in California definitely well, I hope that that manifests for you and maybe like a big mansion with a greenhouse so I can live in the greenhouse perhaps oh, yeah. and be your Ryan. Uh, what was Ryan's last name? Ryan Atwood. Oh, in uh, the OC? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ryan from Chino. Wait, was it Ryan? Chino. <laughs> yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. That's where he's from. And it's funny because they portray Chino to be, like, so terrible. But I like, lived in Chino for a minute. <laughs> yeah, Chino, I've been to Chino. It's not that bad. It's, like, you're just run-of-the-mill California suburb. Yeah. Man, imagine growing up in Orange County. <laughs> and being scared of Chino. <laughs> I've lived in in Orange and Chino, so it's, like... I've seen it both, and yeah, like, the TV is so dramatic, and as it should be. I love it. I mean, I think I would fit in with the Cohen family pretty well. I think I'm kind of a Seth Cohen. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Or am I more of a Sandy Cohen? Um, you know, maybe a little bit of both. Um, who's the grandfather? The mom's dad? Caleb? Caleb, yes. Yeah, that was a very scandalous show, to be honest. I know. I'm trying, I'm sitting here in my head trying to think of who you most are, and I feel like you're probably... I thought cool new girl that showed up. The new girl? Oh, uh, Alex? The one that dated Marissa? Or... The one that hated Rachel Wilson, because I I really do hate Rachel Wilson. (laughs) Aww, I like Rachel Wilson a lot. (laughs) For some reason, I just couldn't, I couldn't stand her then, and I still can't stand her when I rewatch the show, so. That's fair. I don't know much about her as a human being, but I just love the character of 
of Summer. She has a lot of personal growth throughout the show, mm-hmm. and I think people underestimate her. <laughs> yeah, no, I still need to get past season two. I think I'm on. Oh, keep watching. It gets it gets good. I like can't figure out who you are. I feel like if you had to be anyone on the OC, you're probably Anna. You're like Seth's best friend. That's like confidence, Cohen. Wait, who's Anna? <laughs> the first season, his friend. She wears the funny hats. She the blonde girl. I thought. Yeah. Oh, that's who I describe myself as. Her. Uh- Okay, I didn't know who you meant by friend of. I didn't, and there's many friends of on the show. There's but yeah. so many, yeah. I f- yeah, I feel like you're Anna. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. On a bad day, you could be Julie Cooper, but just on a bad day. <laughs> but I I think I could be Julie Cooper on a bad day. Think, Julie, Julie Cooper is amazing. <laughs> I think we all have a little Julie Cooper in us. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so what are we done with in 2020? What do we want to, like, put in the dumpster? Um, I want to put in the dumpster the notion of good foods and bad foods. Like, I I just think it's a ridiculous concept, and I, I hate the whole, like, diet culture and um, you know if I'm craving something I'm going to eat it because if I withhold myself it's like two points you only live once and the if I withhold it for so long I, I feel like it's, you just sabotage yourself in the long run you know it's about balance yeah it is um, and I think just leaving just the idea that you have to um, what do you call it like I I just I don't want to hate my job anymore (laughs) so like like the whole like boomer mentality of like sticking it for there for like 50 years or you know wherever your work is you, yeah. you put in your time and then you retire like I feel like if you don't like something change it and I know that sounds very uh privileged well, the whole different now it's different because there's different politics in the office place oh yeah yeah and we're so we're not we're like not in that mentality of like the 50s like women um women, men, and non-men or it's not women and men it's women, men and non-binary, you know and it's it's not that traditional cookie cutter thing and then on top of that we are starting we kind to of know now that like companies, not all companies, but a lot of companies they don't appreciate their workers, it's, it's, it was, it's kind of like a um what was bred into their generation was this like utmost loyalty unaware of how the companies not all like I said but a lot Mm -hmm. over and um so I feel like the fuck loyalty if a place is not treating you right you don't that's that's abuse like you don't have to stay 
somewhere that doesn't appreciate you, doesn't pay you fairly, um, or sucks all your energy out for that matter, because there's a lot more life to live than what your nine to five job is. I definitely agree. Like, life's too short to go into a place that you spend, you know, five out of the seven days of the week. Yeah. Um, Which is crazy now that I think about it. (laughs) Something that I think is very interesting on the topic of, like, predictions is um, we have Saturn going into Aquarius and it hasn't been in Aquarius since night well I think about like the last big cultural shift okay with when Saturn was in Aquarius was 1988 to 1991 okay and so um to draw in like some references of like culturally what was going on at that time mm-hmm. we see a lot of we saw a lot of independent film start to take hold. We saw the rise of directors like Gus Van Sant, for instance. Um, during that time, we see a rise of college rock radio at that time. Mm-hmm. It's the rise of REM. It's the rise of Pearl Jam, Nirvana, all of that Seattle sound music that was very anti-capitalism even though that's what unfortunately they were a part of by whatever but like you see this like the sound coming from the underground yes and you see the underground being heard but what's really cool about that time period is people are finding a lot of backwoods backdoor ways to access money access wealth access notoriety in a way that is very different than the straightforward way of filmmaking the straightforward way of music so you see a lot more people building their fan bases in more of a direct manner for instance like rem had a fan club the fan club is what makes them big and that even rises until like maybe 94 95 and that model gets used by like bands such as Weezer like the reason Weezer rose to fame is because they're fan club they're one-on-one relentless touring and things like that Green Day another great example of a band that used that model that model was not really available to the mainstream prior to 1988 Mm -hmm. Um, so I see my prediction being with Saturn moving into Aquarius this year is that we're gonna see a lot more backwoods back door ways of people getting achievement in the careers that they want so you're gonna see like and we're already obviously seeing this with the rise of like Instagram models or Instagram influencers yeah like people don't have to be discovered to become a model anymore out in public they can just take a picture and you know have great luck or great bone structure or great branding yeah and they can make themselves anything that they want so I see that really flourishing in a really great way um moving forward obviously that's a no-brainer it's been happening but I see a lot more creative ways like I think the world's gonna sort of surprise us a little bit about how people access notoriety um and so that would be really interesting I don't know if they'll be like new technologies that come out in 2020 
Um, I know TikTok is like very popular now. And so like we're even seeing that, but like something new, different ways of like accessing to get where you want. And I think that that's really cool because it's breaking the rules like Aquarius does. So I think that's like my one prediction. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the thing that I may go of I had this really amazing conversation with my sister Mm -hmm. on New Year's Eve and my sister's going through a transition in her life right now and we were sort of going through our history. My sister's been my only ally my entire life. We are inseparably close psychically speaking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My sister's also highly intuitive. Um, and we just have that twin thing between us and we were separated for four years because we had some family issues that needed to be weeded through and now we're finally in contact with each other and there's great boundaries and we we're doing a great amount of healing but we were talking a little bit about I said something about a previous relationship that I was in and I said something to the degree of you know, I felt like some of the reasons that things fell apart was because uh, there was resentment that things weren't necessarily even in the ways that money was distributed or people paying for things. And I heard my sister sort of like lo- lose her cool for a second. Yeah. And she was like, you know what? When did things always have to be even? Not everybody makes the same amount of money, and women make significantly less money than men. Fuck things being even. Things will never be even until everyone gets paid equally. And I thought, wow, my sister's so brilliant. <laughs> like, like I, it's such a simple thought, but I've never even thought about it before. But, like, we really do go into a lot of situations and relationships, um, and maybe it's because we have damage from our parents or ancestral damage um where we we feel like things being even is a force of control maybe or stability but like that's also not necessarily realistic in a world where like she said men get paid more people who have disabilities get paid less on average people of color get paid less on average Mm -hmm. so if you're in a relationship with somebody who is not exactly like you and in your exact career like why are we holding things to always be very even stevens so like i thought that was really kind of a (laughs) mind-blowing concept to me and like let me free myself of guilt that i felt that i couldn't be or do enough and people resented me for it Mm -hmm. and then i had mentioned like You know, even it had come up in, like, previous relationships that, like, I had a little bit of money because of, you know, my mom passed away when I was three years old. And it wasn't a lot of money, but, I mean, that's also subjective because some money is, you know, worth more to others but I also never had control over that money it was put in like an irrevocable trust so it has like a lot of trauma attached to it because it it was my money but it wasn't Mm -hmm. but also like most people who have two a two-parent household or even a one-parent household have their parent you know buy them an outfit for the first day of school or food on the table and I didn't have those things yeah so that money was for 
those things, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, also, like, that money hasn't existed for a while. And it's also, like, I've been living off of my savings mm-hmm. that I had from a good job from when I moved here. So, it's, like, I don't know. That made me feel uncomfortable. But also, like, as my friend Lauren pointed out to me, like, who also had money when her mom died, but also grew up very poor, but, like, had money... I'm sorry, but she had, like, money from, like, something that happened within her family, like, a small amount, like, like, that, that's great, some people don't have that at all, but, like, who, that's no one's fucking business. Legitimately, <laughs> I feel like no one's financial unless they are, unless, you know, you have a written agreement with someone regarding your mm-hmm. money, um, yeah. or your financial advisor, your money is no one else's business. Yeah. You know? Or or anybody's business to even judge you for. You can't manipulate someone because of money, you know, like Yeah. And that's a and pe- very manipulative like defense. Be oh, so you have you had like a little bit of money. Um you your life must have been better than mine. You know, like it's like yeah or you don't have room to complain yeah like like and also like when someone doesn't have access to that money like it's not like it's just sitting in an account where someone can access it you know like (laughs) like also like people have you know it's it's incredible like people have medical bills like I have never had insurance I have not had insurance in years like health insurance and I have a number of health issues and and I need to see a therapist and like we can just discuss we both know how expensive that can be because we both have medical issues yeah (laughs) and so it's like really no one's business or to be judged for it so I want to like let go my big thing I want to let go in 2020 is guilt for anything that has to do with judgment for things that I can't control and that are really no one's business and I feel like I need to make a shirt with your favorite phrase on it can you please repeat it stay hydrated and mind your business I think it needs a fucking (laughs) oh yeah Uh, what was it it was uh, yeah exactly stay hydrated and mind your fucking business unless it's affecting you or loved ones. Fair. That's, Wait, that's the parentheses sure. part. <laughs> Noelle, it's, it's, it's so lovely to always catch up with you. I feel like our relationship has helped me grow so much this year. I'm so Same. thankful. <laughs> oh. And I, I want to say one thing before we, we nod off. Mm-hmm. I realized something really important it's good to argue with your friends and I want to talk about that for a second because we we fear that Mm -hmm. but I think that we grow up especially people who grow up in like abusive households have a fear of conflict yeah and I think that if you love somebody and you have an issue with them you should talk to them about it you should come from a place where you're not angry when you do it so if that means taking some time away I learned that this year that's like really important Mm -hmm. to come at it with the right energy and if you talk to somebody and you give yourself time to heal and you figure out the ways that you want to say things 
you can have an even better relationship because of an argument so we shouldn't fear conflict i i agree you know like i think conflict is a learning point in everything yeah so i hope that anyone listening to this episode today takes away from them that like 2020 is going to be our year no more bullshit let's let go of structures that no longer make sense to follow mm-hmm. I agree um, and stay hydrated and mind your fucking business <laughs> alright BBs stick around I have an interview with Reagan coming up and a bunch of more fun stuff we have some etiquette like I said for visiting an energy worker um, we have five minute diagnosis this week on POTS and also a you know book club member or book club me- <laughs> a book club <laughs> I can't even speak right now Noel a book club review okay. <laughs> and so much more so stick around bye Noel bye B. So I wanted to make an editor's note, which I should have known better because I'm an astrologer, but you know, people make mistakes. They don't have all the details memorized all the time. But in my conversation with Noelle, I was talking about the Saturn moving into Aquarius, which is happening in 2020, but not until December. So it'll be happening at the end of the year. And I incorrectly said that it was it was last in Aquarius 1988. I was wrong, but still the same sentiment. It was 1991 to 1993. So the rise of REM around that time and Nirvana and all of those bands that I freaking love are still relevant. So I still have the same prediction. I just want to check my ass because sometimes I need to be fucking checked, y'all. And now I'm checking in with Reagan. Reagan is our artist at Burn Black. She's done our logo. She does a lot of our art. And you can follow her at Sweet Baby Rage on Instagram. Let's get to it. Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So today we're going to talk New Year's resolutions, where we're at in our right is there anything else that you wanted to i like to do um new year's goals instead of resolutions like the word resolution just freaks me out to be honest that's fair and then it's such a commitment and if you don't hold yourself to that commitment and you fall short of it we can beat each other up so it's like i always feel like if i do any sort of like competition or like make a resolution then I feel like I'm in competition with myself right and so I think like the rebellious nature that I have somewhere inside of me always just wants to fail more than succeed I know that sounds crazy but like whenever I try to like be in like a I don't know like a let's get healthy you know group with people I always like end up just like 
eating more junk food instead of eating healthier. I don't know. (laughs) You know what? I think that's because your descendant is also your shadow self and you're a Leo rising. So you have an Aquarius descendant. So you're like very Leo in life. Like you take, you, you fucking get shit done. But also I think when you, when you're forced to like sit with yourself, (laughs) you can be a little, you can be a little bratty. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely have a bratty streak. I mean, I talk to you about that all the time. I'm like, please help me. (laughs) I love that we have that connection. I feel like I love that my descendant is in your sign and then your descendant is in my sign, so we're each other's shadow selves. I know, that's so weird. That's super helpful for friendships, though, I think. Yeah, I think that's what makes us good business partners, because we kind of, we understand each other's flaws, and we can meet each other where we're at. It's yeah. a reduction for friends. Yeah, <laughs> kind of neat. I like it. Totally. <laughs> okay, so New Year's goals. Um do you want to start with yours I mean I can I kind of have two this year um the first one I always also I try to keep mine very general again so I don't get overwhelmed because um with my anxiety I feel like I get really overwhelmed with if I have too much going on in my life so I try to tend to keep mine really um just kind of open and more general but anyhow sorry go off on a tangent there um (laughs) My first one is going to be to just focus more on, like, career. I'm doing air quotes right now. You guys can't see that, but my quote-unquote career, which meaning, like, focus on my art and writing and creative aspects. And um, I don't know, just try to, like, really put forth the time to spend on those things, which I really haven't been doing. Mm-hmm. so much I think I mean I'm happy to have a job and happy to have a talent that I can that I enjoy and I can make money on but career has never been like a huge focus for me in my life I tend to you know really focus on like love and relationships and none of that's really ever gotten me anywhere so Same. I think that I really need to regroup and really focus on things that matter more to me and that would actually help me grow. And I think that's one really important thing that I've never done before that I really want to try to focus on this year. I think that's also, that's also perfect for you because we have the great conjunction happening this year, which is the Saturn-Pluto-Jupiter meetup that's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. And that's happening in your sixth house, which is the house of your everyday routine. So you're going to change your everyday routine by adding more creativity to it, it sounds like. So like, should we say the goal is add creativity into my daily routine um, or at least more creativity? Is that where you're going? Sure. I mean, yeah, that works. I think just to focus more on my art than you know, whether I should be dating this person or that person. You know what I mean? That sounds so dumb, but I mean, that's really where I need to be. I guess that's just kind of a dumb part of me, I suppose. Focus on building the self and less on building the duality of uh, with other <laughs> I'm so glad you can take my crazy words and put them into like something that makes sense 
I think we both make sense. And I think that we just work really well together. Like, you are the first person that I talk to about any idea. Do you know that? Like, you, I, I, I give I you all that, my <laughs> Yeah. And I also feel like you can translate a lot of my ideas because I, I don't, I mean, I don't want to say that I'm not, I mean, I'm very creative, but like you're able to actually ground it into something. Well, hopefully. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> Take um, a compliment. Yeah. Um, and then my second goal is for the year is just to, I spent so much of last year really focusing on my mental health and going to therapy and, you know, doing all of the hard coping skills and that stuff I still will always have to do for the rest of my life, but I feel like I'm in a really good place with it. And so at this point, I want to try to focus more on like my physical health and try to get back into shape a little bit and, you know, eat healthier instead of just, you know, I'm going to eat this quick thing that I have here. I can heat up in my microwave, which isn't good, you know. Yeah. try to like focus more on that so that I can have some like balance between my mental and my physical health so again sixth house stuff yeah I feel like this great conjunction is gonna make you super fit I know you posted some pictures the other day and you were like I wish I had this body and I was like honestly I think you're beautiful like the way that you are yeah <laughs> and I didn't just you. make you feel good I just like I think that some people, like, I think when you put on a little bit of weight, like, it's actually really cute on you. Like, you, like, like, the way that you dress, you have a very, like, uh, 90s girl style. And I think that that yeah. always looks good on, like, a, a curvier figure. So I sure. just want you to know, no matter what you look like, you're gorgeous. Thank you, friend. <laughs> That's so sweet. I feel like, I mean, I'm probably much older than most of your listeners, so I think it's funny that I still dress kind of like I did when I was a teenager at this point, and it reminds me of, like, when I was a kid and you would see older people still dressing from their, like, <laughs> generation, their generation, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, is that what I'm doing? But at the same time, 90s stuff is really popular again, so I don't know. It, it is. It is. Oh, my goodness. Can I just say that my stepmother, embarrassing, hashtag embarrassing, used to wear the blue, like, shadow all the way up to her eyebrow yeah, yeah. into the late 90s. Oh, my God. <laughs> and hot pink lipstick. Like, very 80s style, very 80s haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm concerned that maybe that's what I am as well. But I I just feel like a baby doll dress is so timeless. <laughs> I know. I, I agree. But then I'm like, I always have to check in with my kids and be like, does this, do I look stupid? Do I, you know, am I like dressing too young for my age? And then I'm like, what am I talking about? I can't believe I'm even saying that. Like, I should dress how follows Regan. Regan's son Lux is the most stylish double Leo I've ever <laughs> seen a child be. Today he was doing sweet brown impressions. Yeah. I feel like you have a YouTube sensation in the making. 
Yeah, he's. Uh, we were just talking about that yesterday. We we're talking about how he needs to have a YouTube channel, but I don't know. He's only ten, so I mean, we'll see. But I was going to tell you, did you know? Did I ever tell you he's an Aquarius rising? Oh, I didn't know that, but that makes total sense. It does. It I... does. I know it makes total sense for him. It's so funny. Oh my goodness, that's why I love him so much. I like literally would be his first subscriber. Um, <laughs> maybe that needs to be his goal maybe we can have like parental controls on it <laughs> i mean he is he is into it he wants to do that so maybe it will see what's happening awesome. <laughs> you know what are what what are you what are your goals for next year i feel like my life is so uh, up in the air right now um so i'd like to start the process of figuring out how i could go back to school mm-hmm. um and how I would be able to afford that and make it work for myself. This might not be the year that I end up going back to school, but I would like to come up with a plan. Like lay the groundwork. Exactly. I feel yeah. like this is going to be a very foundational year for me. Um, I would like to build something sustainable with Burn Black this year. We've been slowly building over the years. It's starting to kind of like get some interest now yeah <laughs> for sure exciting. and I'm, I'm steadily working um I would love to have more um but and I want to build something sustainable long term not only for myself but for my community um so many of my friends are just so unhappy at the jobs that they have and they're so freaking talented and it would be really wonderful to be able to build something sustainable enough that I could one day give jobs to the people that I care about that I've seen busting their ass in the arts for like 10 plus years. I love that. You're always um, very supportive of everyone else's, you know, endeavors or whatever a good word is there, but you're extremely, extremely supportive. And I've always appreciated that about you and I'm sure everyone else does too. So Thank you. I really good sentiment that (laughs) that you want to achieve more of. I feel like I started this project for Melissa, my friend who passed away. Mm -hmm. And so like, I have this like staple of like who my friend was and who I think she would become. And, um, and I always talk things over with her best friend, Casey, before I make any big decision, because that's really important to me. And so I feel like Melissa was a muse first and foremost, and, like, she, you know, lived in L.A., and she was amused to a lot of really cool musicians and a lot of cool artists, and so I think that Burn Black, whatever it becomes, will always be a catalyst of support for artists, and I will try to collaborate always with people, and so I hope that that grows, so I guess my New Year's goal is to continue collaborating and continue inspiring and telling everybody that they, everyone is an artist, everyone is a writer, everyone is a storyteller, everyone has a story to tell, and yeah. you should tell it. And and don't tell yourself that you can't because you, you matter and your words matter and your art matters. So I guess just continuing with that, um, building some, like I said, building something sustainable, going back to school being kind to myself and um yes I say yes to that (laughs) one for you (laughs) I can be so critical of myself um I 
some it's funny because like some people who don't know me um might assume that I have a bit of an ego because I am so fish facetious in the way that I joke and I'm like like Courtney Love and I can do this (laughs) but I think it's like kind of like my way is to envision myself as other people sometimes because I didn't have parents yeah like I didn't have guidance so I'm always like well maybe I could do it this way maybe I identify so I try on all these different ideas through talking about it (laughs) and drawing comparison but like I ultimately when I'm alone with myself can be quite I don't know what's a nice word let's change the language Reagan I can be quite critical (laughs) and so I want to stop doing that I want to stop self self self-sabotaging when I feel frustrated and I just uh I don't have like a major goal for this year but I would like to continue growing and I guess growth is the goal and creation is the goal for this year I think that is a great goal for everyone I mean I think (laughs) that like so much you know and I think it's like the hardest thing to do but also the most valuable to our lives so yeah we all need to do that I also I think I was talking to you about this yesterday maybe too that like I have like an indirect kind of thing that I want to put out there too and it's I want to put out there that I'm looking for like some sort of like romantic long-term relationship but I don't want to deal with that in any way I just want it to be out there and then I want to not think about it again so I don't know that's not really a goal but it's just something I kind of want to manifest and put in the universe that I'm ready for that finally um and so I just want it to be out there and I want to know that it's out there, but I don't want to actively do anything about it. Is that weird? Does that make sense? <laughs> Same. I'm like definitely ready for that as well. I think we both have done so much work on ourselves as far as that concerned. Like Reagan and I met because we were both totally in love with Comet Bus um, <laughs> and Courtney Love and we made zines and I and the first zine that you ever sent me was about love addiction but it was handled so cleverly <laughs> and it was about you. you trying to find your Adam Horowitz <laughs> yes, and I was, yes and I was like I had just watched that Bikini Kill documentary and I was like remembering how <laughs> Kathleen Hanna had like what was it she found found the zine and she was like she drove to that to 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 her house and she was like I want you to be my best friend <laughs> and, I, and like at the time I was going through a pretty brutal breakup yeah you and, were. and you sent me the kindest care package again with another cool zine called train wreck and I feel like the basis of our friendship has been a really safe place to talk about love addiction and talk about the challenges of like having like getting to know our attachment styles getting to know like what our triggers are and I think both of us in the last few years have done so much work on ourselves and like there have been moments where like both of us have fucked up (laughs) and and got in cycles but we really helped each other out and I think we were both really supportive and I think we're both in a really good place to receive 
genuine love. So I also yeah. am not actively pursuing anything at all, but I have this feeling the right person will come to me. And so maybe if this person's going to come to me naturally, um, then they'll come to you too, naturally. I and mean, I'm going to choose because I've worked so hard to like turn my <laughs> negative thoughts into positive thoughts, which is always a struggle, but I'm going to choose to believe that that will happen. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. I think we also bonded because of those like relationships we've been through, but also I think we were both trying to figure out how to get out of like some codependency issues. Um, just coming about it from different angles though, you know, and I had to really, really work with that and um, learn to like trust myself and like really trust myself instead of like feeling this intuition about things and like ignoring it because I wanted to be with somebody no matter who it was, you know? Yeah. And I had to just learn to like trust how I feel about situations and people and learn to just do better in that area and that's been really hard for me but you're right I mean like we've both done so much work this year I think that's great and I think it's put us in a like really good place to go into 2020 so I'm kind of excited about it right right yeah okay (laughs) speaking of 2020 this would not be a Reagan and B discussion unless we talked about one thing C love so I want to ask you okay do you remember the 2020 Barbara Walter special with Courtney. Did you watch it live? Do okay, I don't remember that, and I don't even know if I've ever seen it. So I yeah, maybe need to part. go down the YouTube <laughs> rabbit hole when we are done and check that out. Because I may, and I may have seen it. I just have a terrible memory, but I don't okay. know enough to have a conversation about it for sure. <laughs> it was. 1995 I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. it was 1995 and um she had never watched 2020 so she doesn't she didn't know that (laughs) Barbara Walters had (laughs) of course not yeah and she had no and so it's so funny it's funny for three reasons okay this is everyone's homework listening right now okay number one she didn't know that Barbara Walters makes everyone cry so she wasn't prepared to cry come on Courtney (laughs) (laughs) Number two, her roots in in her hair is so greasy and atrocious, <laughs> but she's wearing like a Chanel suit, and I fucking love. That's so Courtney, like, though. <laughs> yes, and number three, Baby Francis. You see, Baby Francis. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yes, so you'll enjoy it. It's. Very sad, because obviously time and place, 1995, but also the biggest height of her career, and uh, very emotional interview. I highly recommend it. I okay, check so- that out. I also would like to add that I was um, 19, 18, 19 in 1995, so I am sure that's also why I did not watch it, because I was out uh-huh. doing other things that I probably shouldn't you have been doing. You were having a social life. <laughs> I was probably being crazy, so. I was 13 in front of my television, obsessed with a recorder, recording everything she <laughs> ever that. did. Thank I you. I literally would wait. For, though. I would wait for the Kurt Loader thing. Remember mm-hmm. that one? Yeah. I mean, that one's infamous. Nobody can forget that. Yeah. Yeah. God, 
It's such a great interview. Anyway, um, do you have anything you want to recommend or anything before you get going? Oh, my gosh. Um, not really <laughs> off the top of my head. I really don't. I okay. uh, turned in a million library books today and checked out a million more. So I will get back to you with some book recommendations soon. But cool. otherwise, I don't really have anything else. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I hope that you have a happy new year. I love you, you so much. Too. I love you, too. Good. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. I have a confession. I'm kind of obsessed with vintage lingerie, and I have been pretty much my whole life, which sounds kind of weird to say, but I also grew up obsessed with Courtney Love and her style was so informative to my own personal style since I was a child. I love slips, I love teddies, I love taking the pinup girl style and making it my own. And when I'm looking for good vintage lingerie, Bride of the Fox has my back. They are a store located in Roanoke, Virginia, but they have an online presence so you can shop online too. And you can find them on Instagram at Bride of the Fox. They have great items all the way from 1915 to the 1990s. Right now I'm kind of obsessed with this teddy that they have. It's like kind of beige and beautiful and silk, but what I really love is that it has a 40 inch bust and it's so hard to find lingerie that's like good for someone who's kind of top heavy like me. So if you're also into vintage lingerie, you should go right now, add Bride of the Fox on Instagram, and you can check out their Etsy store. Some of their stuff is also on Instagram. And if you do live in Virginia, go to their in-person store. They even have private appointments. Can you tell me if this Carl Young book is vegan? If the, if the book is new here, huh? Yeah, your apron is like very fresh. Here is some basic etiquette for visiting an energy worker for the first time, or if you follow energy workers online. Number one, boundaries. Please do not expect that we always have the emotional and spiritual space for others all the time. We get a lot of people asking us to hold space for them, and we can't always do it. We we may need some time to prepare, and we do have lives outside of our spiritual work. Number two, it is okay to ask a question every now and then, but do not take advantage of energy workers' time. For most of us, this is our job. We do not have insurance and we are responsible for paying that out of pocket in addition to our monthly expenses. Appreciate your energy workers with a Venmo tip. And if you are frequently asking questions, send a card for some coffee when you have the means to. Write a review. Do something to appreciate the help that you are getting. Number three. Be respectful of our time. If you book an appointment, please show up. It's okay that things fall through at the last minute, but be aware that we have to get into the headspace to perform energy work. So when you stand us up, it messes up our entire day. 
And finally, come ready to learn. Most of us are teaching something that is very valuable, trust. So do not approach energy workers with the prove it to me attitude. We do not make appointments at your office and ask you to prove your skill set. So why would you do that to us? Have some respect. Burn Black presents the Burn Black Book Club. Say that five times fast. This week, I am reviewing a book called Unfuck Your Boundaries, and also it has a counterpoint, the Unfuck Your Boundaries workbook, and it is written by the psychologist Faith Harper, who will be on the podcast soon, and I'm really excited about that. This is an incredible book, an even better workbook, but I think you should get them both together. Um, It goes over things like consent attachment theory, attachment styles. It helps you even identify your own attachment style so you can kind of begin to discuss what your boundaries even are. And if you've come from like a codependent household, these are things that maybe you've never even approached. This book is really great because it teaches you all about communication and expressing your needs. Um, And it even helps you kind of come up with different conversation starters so it doesn't sound awkward when you want to talk to a partner or a friend about your boundaries. It has you examine where your boundaries come from. There's intimate exercises on that as well. It's just a really incredible book and it's also out on Indie Press, which, you know, I very much appreciate as a zinester. So go out, go get Unfuck Your Boundaries and the workbook by Faith G. Harper. It's amazing, and it'll change your life. And now for the self-care tip of the week. My name's Lauren, and I'm going to be talking about what self-care is to me. So a little bit about myself. I am a small business owner as well as manage a boutique in the city I live in. And um, I am also on the spectrum. I would would be classified as high-functioning Asperger's. I'm also extremely introverted. I think the MBTI would be an INFJ. So definitely, definitely introverted, which is ironic considering that my son is in Aries and my rising is Leo. So anyhow, want to get kind of to what self-care is to me. And I will admit that, you know, it is somewhat different than the stereotype that people talk of. It's not bubble baths and wine and candles you know, it's not many petties or, you know, things like that. That's just not how I deal well with things. Actually, a mani petty probably sounds really hellish to me because it's interacting with more people. When in actuality, my self-care is taking myself away from 
society and interaction because my job and my business are very, very people focused. I get a lot of emotional fatigue. So because of this emotional fatigue, I really do need to step away from society and people. It's not that I don't like people and like society. It's that I, for my health, I kind of need to recharge. So my method of recharging is I love to cook by myself. I like to cook for myself. I put on music, usually my favorite music or whatever I'm in the mood for. I have a huge music collection. So I put on something that works for me. I cook and I just relax. Uh, another thing that I do a lot of, I do meditate quite a bit, but there are times where I am, I have spent way too much time with people and I have to really extend myself emotionally that meditation can be a little tricky. So if I have the money and remember, this is kind of a luxury, so not everyone can afford this. And I will say I'm very privileged at times to be able to afford this, but I do like sense depth tanks. It removes everything, every distraction, all of it. And it kind of, for me, an hour and a half in a sense depth tank is really good for resetting me and me being able to get on a meditation schedule. Another thing that is extremely important for me is making sure that I get enough sleep. Um, having a sleep schedule, it makes me boring to some people that I can't go out and I don't stay out all night, but for me, getting a good night's sleep is extremely important. So there's that. Then another thing that I really, that helps me is masturbation. So, for me, it puts me back into, like, I, I reconnect with my body. It's, it's also, you know, it's stress relief, it's pain relief, and it releases a lot of endorphins and dopamine and oxytocin into your body, those feel-good chemicals. So combine the feel-good chemicals with actually, like, being really present in my own body helps me so much get back to, to me and to not be so stressed and not feeling like my emotions and nerves are frayed. So that's, those are, you know, and I also do like to do some sort of exercise and that can actually range from like serious yard work to just, um, you know, any sort of way that you're, you know, heart rate boosts and you start a little bit of sweat. So that's kind of what I do to get back into myself and feeling better. And that's self-care for me. And self-care is something that I have to try to um, do on a constant level. It's really, really important for me personally to keep my sanity this way. So I hope this was kind of interesting. Um, I also wanted to mention that I do read a lot and reading's another way of me kind of chill out and kind of step away from everything that's causing me stress. So have a um, wonderful day or evening whenever you're listening to this and enjoy. Bye. Dr. Moon is an energy healer that I have been seeing since my children were born. This may be a little painful. Oh, oh. <laughs> and now time for five minute diagnosis.
Hi, my name is Sarah T and I'm a musician, artist, and DJ of the past 20 plus years. And you can follow me at sarahtea.com. That's S-A-R-A-T-E-A.com. I've been dealing with a chronic illness called POTS for about the past seven years. Um, it affects me in ways that aren't necessarily seen by just looking at me. I have dizziness, heart palpitations, fatigue, nausea, uh, things that prevent me from moving. And the only time the symptoms really go away is when I am laying down flat. So I spend a lot of time online and a lot of time in bed. Some days average, I average about 12 hours of screen time every day. I initially got diagnosed. It took quite a bit of time. It took about four years. I've heard it averages about five years for people to get diagnosed. At first we thought it was anemia and through the help of a doctor's intuition told me to do a very simple test which tests your heart rate basically from laying to standing over the period of 10 minutes. Um, it's a bit of a mysterious uh, syndrome. It falls under a form of dysautonomia, which is a disorder of the autonomic nervous system, the things that regulate heart rate, blood pressure, sweating, etc. Uh, we don't know why people have it clearly yet, and it's not clear if and when it will go away. And I've had to adjust my life to finally accept it. In terms of others engaging me and friendships, I think the thing that I need most is people realizing it's not always about better or worse. It's just, I am where I am. I found that uh, friends have fallen away um, and also just sort of wait, hoping till I post a positive status update or they see a photo of me standing for a few seconds and the conclusion is you're okay and the fact is is I'm not and that's okay too sometimes I'm just exactly where I'm at and um, I think the hardest part has been making new friends and explaining it to them even right now I've been recording and I'm trying to work with somebody and I haven't met them in person to even explain what I'm going through and I've had to cancel on them a couple times and it's embarrassing I'm not someone who's flaky so it's really stopped me from being able to make long-term plans and follow through with very basic commitments. Um, in terms of the best resources that I've had with it, I've actually found Facebook to be the best one because if you can find a local group or one that's based in your general area or region, I found that there are parallels in experiences based upon um, weather patterns, um, you know, allergens in the air, we're often going through a lot of the same things together and at the same time. So hopefully this helps you and thanks for taking the time to listen to a piece of my world. And that is our episode for this week. Sorry for the delay, guys. It's been a little while. Um, rescheduling was not great over the holidays, but I hope to have more content soon on a more consistent schedule. 
thank you for bearing with me. I am one human being, always. I'd like to thank all of my Patreons, everyone who follows me, and anyone who's ordered a reading over this holiday season. I love you guys. I can't wait to be back next week. I'm really excited. We have some cool guests on the books. And as always, peace, love, empathy, and astrology. I love you guys. Bye. Burn Black.